This is the Men of Athens podcast, making the unknown God known to a very religious world. For more information, check out menofathens.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Men of Athens podcast. I am Thomas Lawson. I'm Dave Barry. Dave, good to see you back again this week. Thanks for having me. How's your week going? Well. Okay. Yeah, so we launched this podcast last week. Uh, We had some really good feedback, and we had about 85 listeners. We have 25 subscribers Mm. on on both uh, iTunes and and Google Play. So I'm I'm really excited that we've got a little bit of an audience. I don't think we're going to see any corporate sponsors or book deals yet. Oh, come on. I bet your book deal is (laughs) in the mailbox right now. Uh, I do have some book ideas, but that's for another discussion for another time. So I want to jump in uh, this episode. Last week's episode was was like a pilot episode. We were kind of dipping our toe in the water, kind of testing things out to see, is this going to be something that people would be remotely interested in or not? And, uh, you know, of course, I think by and large, the, the people that are listening to us are those that know us either directly through our church or perhaps uh, friends and family through through social media. Um, but we kind of wanted to put it out there and say, is this going to be something worth doing? And I think at this point, we're ready to say yes. You and I have known each other what now? Two years? Three. Three. Already three years. And it seems like um, we've been talking about this for a while, and, and you and I both, uh, I can honestly say, every time we've gotten together, we've never had a mm-hmm. dull discussion. Well, except for those times that you fall asleep. <laughs> When I preach. When you preach. I never fall asleep. Never fall asleep during your sermon. But that doesn't count as a conversation. No, it doesn't. That's me getting the monologue. Yeah, right. But no, our conversations, we end up, um, I think you and I kind of have that kind of think alike in in some ways, which is terrifying. Um, Yeah. But I think when we start discussing a a topic, Mm -hmm. we end up kind of, I'm a process thinker. I don't Mm -hmm. know about you. So a lot of times um, when a subject comes into my mind, I start start thinking about it a lot, a lot, a lot. And I'm kind of rolling around these ideas in my mind. And it feels like when I get a chance to sit down and talk about it is when I get the chance to to really put put it to words and the thoughts begin to come together. Mm -hmm. How do you, what's your thought process like? I think it's similar. I can get stuck in my mind and either need to get something out on paper or to have a, a um, yeah, just a, a partner to speak with, yeah. talk to, bounce ideas off of, refine, which is, is an amazing picture of, I think, Christian fellowship. Yeah. Right. Sharpening each other. The Holy Spirit's moving in us with the word of God to help understand and apply biblical truth to understanding the Bible better. Uh, things happening in the world could be something as as huge as um, tragedy that strikes or being a better husband or father or friend. Yeah. And both of us are members of Gresham Bible Church. Uh, We're a medium-sized church here in Gresham, Oregon, suburb of Portland, if you happen to be listening to this somewhere outside of our geographical area. Um, and uh, I serve as an elder at the church. Uh, Dave, you are on the ministry staff. I think you're you're considering uh, being part of the uh, the eldership team at some point. Um, I'm trying to convince you of that. I know uh, that that's what I'm trying. Yes, to Yes, right. Well, yeah. My title is pastoral assistant, mm-hmm. and uh, our church is governed by a plurality of elders. So pastor and elder are synonymous, 
And therefore, since I'm not formally an elder, I'm not formally a pastor, so I'm a pastoral assistant. Uh, but my background uh, in the last five years, more than that actually, is church planting. So prior to being at Gresham Bible Church, I was planting a church in a neighboring town for four years before our church gladly folded into GBC. And then a, about a year later, the Lord providentially opened up a role for me to, to step in to this ministry position. I'm really grateful for that. As am I. So as we do these episodes, um, these aren't going to be scripted. Uh, we, we have an idea going into it. That, but as you uh, say that, you're reading a script. <laughs> Just no, kidding. Yeah. He's not. Uh, so these aren't, these aren't really scripted. We're, we're going into these each week kind of with an idea of what we, what we want to talk about, maybe some, some pointers. We kind of flesh things out a little bit beforehand before we turn the microphone on. But uh, what we're not like coming, going at this with a, with a, perfectly uh, rounded, not just with rounded corners, you know, everything doesn't Mm -hmm. look perfectly neat and nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are talking about this as brothers in Christ. And and one of the main, um, really kind of our main heart for this is wanting to help equip the saints that are out there, particularly in our church and others, if they're impacted by this, how to engage the world from a Christian perspective in their day-to-day lives, whether mm-hmm. that be with their neighbors or their co-workers on the bus, uh, wherever they might find themselves. And so we've given this podcast the name Men of Athens. Dave, where does that come from? Acts chapter 17. Yes. You so, cheated. You had a Bible out with Acts chapter 17. Oh, yes. Beautiful passage where the Apostle Paul goes into Athens. Yeah, he's in Athens. He's... Uh, looking around. I'm just going to paraphrase the story. We'll look here just at the, at, the, at the scripture in just a second. So he's looking around, he sees all of these idols, and he's troubled by it. And he's speaking in the synagogues daily, and then uh, the locals begin to say, what is this, this new teaching that he is, he is you know, promoting, or this, these new gods that he's promoting? So they, they bring him to the Areopagus, or Mars Hill, as, as, some, as it's known also, uh, where people sit around talking about new things all the time, and they say, what is this new teaching that you are promoting? And so uh, it, then it comes to verse uh, 22 of chapter 17. It says, so Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. Uh, and then he goes on to explain to them uh, who the unknown God is. In walking around Athens, he's found this idol to the unknown God. Uh, so obviously the, the, the polytheistic um, beliefs of the Athenians included, uh, the, you know, kind of as a catch-all, this unknown God that they wanted to worship. So he reveals to them, he declares to them who this unknown God is and goes on to explain that he's the creator of heaven and earth uh, and in and him sending his son and that, you know, the God dwells not in, in temples made with hands. He's not served by human hands. So he gives them this sermon explaining to them who this God is. And, and so the premise behind this is that when we go about our day-to-day lives, even among unbelievers, we are encountering worshipers. They are not necessarily worshiping the one true God. They're not necessarily worshiping any, what they might call a God or a supernatural being of some kind. But everyone in this world, 
everyone you meet is worshiping something. True. The, although, correct me. No, not a correction. It's a semantic clarification. <laughs> yes, yes. So, you know, someone could push back and say, well, what do you mean worship? Typically, if someone has a church background, they're going to be thinking about uh, possibly being at church on Sunday singing songs. And whereas more broadly speaking, or actually more specifically in Scripture, worship is that gravitational force. It's that it's what your life orbits around. And in this case, the gravitational force of our lives is God himself in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. And so we are devoted to him. So, so someone might push back and say, I'm not a worshiper. What are you talking about? Well, we could just change the word and say, well, what are you devoted to? Yeah. Um, are you devoted to getting a s- certain academic accolades, re- uh, finances, some type of achievement? What are you living your life for? What is it that if you gain will bring you ultimate happiness? What is it that if you lose will bring you ultimate sadness? And those typically are going to reveal what someone is devoting to. So in Christian biblical language, what are you worshiping? Mm, yeah. And in the, the premise here that we're entering into this, we're, you're right, it's a matter of semantics, but there, there's a real sense in which we live in a very religious world. Yeah. Whether you want to call it worship or devotion, yeah. we live in a world where people are devoted to something, mm-hmm. and that is basically the driving force of their life. That's what's forming their thinking, their worldview, all of that. Yeah, it becomes, a, it's a system of meaning. It's, yeah. it's how they're how the pieces of their life fit together so that they can make sense and and get up in the morning and move about their day, something that's going to hold their life together. Yeah. So I would say going into this, our, our kind of slogan or mission statement, whatever you want to call it, of this podcast, uh, we're summing it up in this phrase, making the unknown God known to a world that is very religious or to a very religious world, making the unknown God known to a very religious world. And the idea behind that is not that this podcast is specifically doing that. We want to help equip people to do that in their Mm -hmm. day-to-day lives by discussing some of these pertinent subjects, uh, things that might come up in the news or just kind of general everyday things that we might encounter in Christianity. And people find themselves among their unbelieving friends uh, and coworkers and neighbors having, in a sense, to defend that that faith, that aspect of their faith. Why do Christians do this? Why mm-hmm. do you think this way? Why why do you have this perspective on on this issue? Well, and and beyond that, equipping Christians not only to think biblically, but then to help them help other believers think biblically. Yes. So. We live in a day and age of increasing biblical illiteracy. Uh, it is so easy to borrow from cultural cues and create a God of our own making, crafting Jesus in our own image rather than us being crafted in his image. So incomplete thoughts, um, meaning that people just don't know the word and, and aren't thinking um the Bible is the true story of the world. Yeah. And just as favorite story, so I, I grew up reading Lord of the Rings, loved nerding out on that, and I wanted to live in that world. I wanted to be a character in that story. 
that's what's supposed to happen in the Bible. We're supposed to be saturated with biblical thinking. So I, I see that's what we're accomplishing here is to, to, to be in God's world as he defines it and then speak and live, live, move and have our being yeah. in this world. As Paul says, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's just a little bit of basis behind this podcast, why we're doing it, kind of what our aim and goal is. Uh, we do have a website set up, menofathens.com, where we'll have all the podcasts on there. But you can also go on iTunes or Google Play if you've got a, you know, either an iPhone or an Android phone, respectively. If you're using a Windows phone, I'm sorry, you're out of luck. I don't know what you Can they snap you? <laughs> they can, can they snap me? Is that... Come on, man. Snapchat. Oh, Snapchat. No, not a Snapchat user. Sorry, man. You see, you're, you're I working... I think it's like a Snapchatter. You're working with the high school, junior high crowds a lot, and uh, so you're, you're all hip and up on that kind of stuff like that. I wouldn't say that I'm hip, but <laughs> hey, one thing on Act 17. Yes. There is a wrong interpretive perspective out there that Act 17 is not a good model of evangelism and engagement of culture because Paul doesn't see any converts or he sees few converts. And then his next speech that we see later in Acts He's really talking about Jesus and the resurrection, and so mm. that, uh, and that's absolutely not true. I mean, there's no altar call here. Hang on, let me see. Yeah. So if you look at the context of Acts 17, right, before no... and after, yeah, he it says that he is preaching Jesus and the resurrection, mm. and then following his speech, they say we want to hear more from you, and so they said another date where he's going to talk about Jesus and the resurrection. Yeah. But because. The name Jesus doesn't show up in the select uh, um, summary of what he preached because he certainly said more than what he said in Acts 17. In Acts 17, I just want to give, say that it's a great text. Yeah. And Paul is a model for us to follow of engaging, um, in their case, poets of their day and then speaking uh, a common mental furniture language of a poet and saying, hey, what this poet is saying, this is true. It's, yeah, it courts the biblical. So it's a great, great passage. I, I can I can already see a, a podcast here coming up soon on evangelism and what it means um, for for us to talk about because there's so much that could be said about that. Um, yeah, I agree with you 110 percent on there uh, that this is a good model for evangelism because it is Paul is laying groundwork. Mm -hmm. He is engaging with people. He's he's building understanding so that when that uh, very, very clear communication of who Jesus Christ is and what he's done is, is finally spoken that it makes sense to the hearers. Mm -hmm. and, and that's going to be what I think a lot of people out there that might be listening to this podcast who are wanting to engage more in evangelizing their coworkers, friends, neighbors, everybody around them, uh, you got to understand there's there's a groundwork that has to be laid. There's a relationship that has to be laid. Mm -hmm. Because if you start throwing out terms that they have no understanding of, mm -hmm. it's not going to connect. You might be speaking truth, but you're speaking another language almost mm -hmm. uh, that, that people aren't really going to connect with. And so, yeah, Paul's speaking their language. He's connecting with them. He's laying the groundwork uh, for evangelism. So. Which, by the way, that language... Uh, is very important and very good. What I had running around in my mind when you were saying that is there's 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 people who think that we ought to uh, basically dumb down the Bible and change the language. There's technical language in Scripture, mm -hmm. and the reason it's there is because God wants it there. But more than that, 
anything you engage in, whatever you're, so we can start talking about what you do professionally for a living, or maybe there's a hobby that you have. I know that you like running. Uh, I'm not a runner. And I can start talking to you and you're going to start using terms and, 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 um, and language that I am not familiar with that you'll have to define for me what that means regarding running or what you do professionally. Yeah. And, and so there's, there's a point where you, you don't dumb it down so much. So, so all that to say, it's good to lay that evangelism, f- legitimate friendship framework, language defining, all very good. But we still need to, we want to be able to lay that, f- so we can lay that foundation so we can use terms like justification. Yeah. Propitiation. And it makes sense to people. Yeah. yeah. So Dave, before we uh, close things out today, we're going to go to our questions that came in by email. Actually, our question Ooh. singular. Although, if you do have a question... Uh, you want to shoot it our way, it is uh, questions, plural, at menofathens.com. Questions at menofathens.com. So we had one question come in. Uh, this one... I'm glad they felt free and not constrained. Yeah, don't don't get too excited Sorry. here. Don't okay. Really don't get too excited. So uh, Joel from uh, Longview, Alberta, <laughs> emailed us with the question, did Adam have a belly button? Our first question comes in from Canada. It's amazing. Longview, Alberta. Well, no. See, I'm a, I'm a belly button guy. No, you're not. I am. Why? I actually am. Why? For the, for the sheer sake of consistency, uh, so that Adam's offspring would look like him. Fascinating. Okay. I, I see that. Cause th- th- so would Adam and Eve... Have had belly buttons. I I actually believe so. Yes. So I don't think so. One because it looks really weird. No, no, no. Wait. Yes. <laughs> I, I've stumped you I, on this. I, I have just got myself confused. Yeah. No, they don't have belly buttons. Adam being made from dirt wasn't umbilicized, umbilicated. I don't know. I don't know the uh, connected. He was connected. Fed. <laughs> From from uh, the Adama, the ground. Mm-hmm. So he would have walked around with a weird stomach. Same with Eve. Yeah. He would have fit right in in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is not a subject I'm going to go, you know, is go this, to the wall sh- Should we, is our, is our friendship and fellowship over because we disagree on the belly button issue? I don't think we need to um, separate Uh, in fellowship for one another Mm. because of this issue. (laughs) Praise the Lord. You've been listening to the Men of Athens podcast. Thanks again for joining us for this episode. I'm Thomas Lawson. I'm Dave Barry. And Dave, you're going to close us out with our tagline verse that we hope will be kind of our trademark for this show. We want you to be encouraged with 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the Men of Athens podcast. If you have a question or comment that you would like us to address on a future episode, email us at questions at menofathens.com. And please consider subscribing on iTunes or Google Play.